Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I like to say overnight success 12 years in yeah. the making. Cause- <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Skiff Wanderer podcast. Today, I am joined by Mac Elliott. Hey, y'all. Or as your family calls you, Michaela. Yes. But don't call her that or she will be confused. <laughs> um, Mac and I, actually, for you guys listening, I'm going to set kind of where we're at right now. So we just got off the water. Um, we met in some neutral ground here on the Texas coast and... We are trying an outdoor podcast. So, so far it sounds like I'm not picking up a lot of wind noise in my headphones. So I'm hoping that when I check the recording, it'll be good for you guys. But if you hear seagulls or motors or boat wakes, it's because we're outside. It hopefully will sound relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Mac was kind enough to bring her Sprinter van. Not my Sprinter van. (laughs) I think, you know, maybe if you just start calling it your Sprinter van. Yeah. Then you just, you know, that's what's going to happen. It'll just become yours. Yeah. I would would say even go so far as um, just start making modifications to make it your mobile workstation. Yeah, just ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So, anyways, Mac... Got a little into the weeds right off the start. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and then uh, a little bit about you know how you got into the outdoors and photography. Absolutely. I am from Houston and born and raised in Houston, but I spent most of my weekends down in Rockport. Um, I had like the quintessential... Texas. Sorry, I have to hold it. Closer. It's not. A, it's not a podcast till someone tells someone to put the mic closer to their face. Yeah, um, I had the quintessential Texas childhood. Did the uh, fishing trips on the weekend, duck hunting, um, really flounder gigging. I really was drawn to the water. Um, I kind of strayed away from it when I was in high school, like. I didn't really have the same connection with it, and so I was looking for a way to get back on the water that didn't involve, like, heavy fishing, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I went to college for journalism, realized I hated reading newspapers. (laughs) Was that still a thing? Yeah, Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, that's not really the path for me. I got a internship doing media production and photography for a commercial gap year program. So yeah. that kind of led me down the path of pursuing commercial media production. And before then, I didn't really know that you could make a job out of taking pictures, making videos. 
I'd seen people do it, but that was kind of like a, you know, some like a goal that was way far out in the distance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. No, I, I, I've only like in the last few years realized like, oh, you can do this stuff and make a living at it. I definitely wish I had known earlier, but, you know, you definitely, uh, I, I think you're doing some great stuff. Um, how did, like, so I think you talked a little bit, but like, how, like, how, like when did you start taking photos? Yeah. I um, got my first camera when I was 12, and it really wasn't mine. My dad bought it for my mom. Sprinter van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad bought, like, a little Canon Rebel for my mom, and I was playing around with it, mm-hmm. became obsessed with it. I, like, was playing sports at the time, and it went from me being, like, the sporty athletic kid to photography 24-7. So I like to say that I've been doing photography for 12 years now, but most of that was really cringy. (laughs) If you can, you can't find it on Instagram, but I've been posting on Instagram since I was like 12 years old. It's not all the way in the back? Uh, No, I, well, I deleted it. And then like a week later, Instagram came out with the archive option oh. yeah <laughs> but i have some screenshots i can show them to you later it's a journey <laughs> yeah no that's i definitely um when i when i started putting a lot of work into my my personal instagram i had some I, they're still on there they're definitely some some cringe mm-hmm. photos and that was kind of I, I think the same thing that you that you did where it was like you know what i i want people one day to look at my photos now and instead of being like oh my gosh I'm never gonna get there like I want them to be able to look and see like look this was years in the making this wasn't like oh I picked up a camera yesterday went out and you know this is what I shot absolutely I like to say overnight success 12 years in the making (laughs) because it feels like that like I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting this attention on social media for pictures of fish but I mean I've been working at it for a while yeah it and like it. the fish thing was kind of on accident and a, a lot of a lot of me getting into fishing again and like rediscovering my passion for the texas coast mm-hmm. came with the covid like shutdown yeah um so i mean hard times hard so- couple of years <laughs> but i'm you know finding the the like grace in it all yeah. Did you did you start with outdoor photography? Um yes. I kind of I thought when I was a kid that I wanted to be like a fashion photographer. <laughs> <laughs> so I took like a hard a hard turn after that one. Um but I was really getting into travel photography. Mm-hmm. And it still captures my heart like I jump at any opportunity to to get on helicopters or yeah. you know whatever and take really fun travel content but I it wasn't that I wasn't good at it but mm-hmm. it wasn't there wasn't much special about what I was shooting that other people couldn't necessarily do yeah so I was at like a standstill with my social media presence I was at a standstill with what I was able to do now that the world shut down <laughs> that I needed to get creative um yeah but I went from fashion photography to fish photography did you ever do any professional fashion shoots oh no this was like this was like early was days like embarrassing like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you throwing flour at my friends and then being like oh my gosh what are you doing <laughs> You know, the one of the things like as I've gotten more in, into photography that I've definitely realized, especially like if you're if you want to get into outdoor photography, is having a well-rounded background in multi multiple types of photography. Because you know, if you're if you're shooting outdoor photos, I mean, you know, one day you're working with an apparel brand, the next day you're working with a product, the next day you're on a trip, you know, where you're traveling, and you just have to be able to kind of be dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. I think so much of it as well as like 
marketing, yeah. centered around marketing. I took some classes in marketing and I feel like me having the experience producing videos and photos to sell a gap year program to students or to sell certain experiences, like I try to take that into even just taking pictures of people fishing, like creating the entire experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely what, what people want to see is, I mean, definitely like as I've delved more and more and trying to make, make the YouTube videos that I do better, it's all right, cool. You know, like when I started, it was like, all right, we got a video of catching a fish and it's like, well, that doesn't tell, you know, how the morning you, you, you were driving down the road and realized your casting platform wasn't bolted down and it was sitting in the bed of the truck. And then (laughs) when did that happen? uh, That definitely didn't happen this morning. (laughs) That's the problem when I like get, I got ADD like crazy and I'll be in the middle of washing the boat and be like, Oh, let me go make dinner and forget that I forgot, forget that I forgot Mm -hmm. to put stuff away. That's really bad ADD right there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the same boat. Don't worry. Yeah. All right, so um, when 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 how long ago did you do like your first professional shoot or go full time? How about how, how about that? How, when did you start going full time? Yeah, well, I graduated from college December of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started my business. I'm going to say like last March or April. Um, Right so in the heat of COVID. Yeah, we're coming <laughs> up on a year. And it's been, you know, I've heard like, oh, your first year of business, it's the hardest. You're going to feel like you're crazy. And it's true. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. It has uh, taught me so many life lessons. Um, but I figured like if I can find even a little bit of success and community in pandemic times like yeah. i'm really looking forward to the future <laughs> yeah no and i mean it sounds like you've been doing some like it sounds like in, in a year you've made some pretty big leaps and bounds um what kind of tips would you offer like somebody that that was looking at getting into that space into outdoor photography yeah well i think when i when i think of the journey that i've had um this past year I've really, really tried to build community, mm-hmm. um, not only with people on social media, but also networking and like getting to know influential people in the industry. Um, and a lot of that growth came from just saying yes to opportunities, mm-hmm. even if it didn't pay like I was hoping it would. Because <laughs> I think you need to. Um, I tried to tell myself, like, work the job, even if it's a $0 job or a $40 job, as if it were a $4,000 job. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes the difference, because if you care that much about your art um, or, like, helping a brand out while you're growing, like, it just shows other people where you're willing to take your work yeah and i think it also definitely helps kind of build a base um of credibility and when when because a lot of times brands will you know they might reach out to somebody you've worked with the past just to get a feel for for how you are so if you approach every single job like it's that four thousand dollar job that's the reputation you're going to build and yeah, I mean, I definitely when I t- I've I've done a couple shoots where I definitely didn't get paid what I should have, and I don't know. I, you went through that too, right? Oh, I think every photographer <laughs> does. Um, yeah, but you learn so much, and I try to remind myself um, when I'm doing a new kind of shoot or I'm feeling a little intimidated by the size of a company, like this is all a learning experience. I'm a year into yeah. learning about this business and I'm very much fresh meat like in this industry <laughs> like I really don't know much. Yeah. Um but I think being willing to learn from others mm-hmm. to go above and beyond just trying to get your foot in the door like yeah. if you really if you really want to be in the industry and meeting people and advancing like you can make it happen oh definitely definitely yeah and i think 
we're dying. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say I, I think that also you see like actually no, I lost it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that being said, I also don't get to sleep that much. <laughs> no. I am working constantly, but it's like you know a. Uh, bad day on the water is better than a great day at your desk. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, like, definitely it, as you're learning, I, one of the things I've, I've gotten to with, with editing photos especially is like as, as you learn, as you progress, like you find shortcuts, you find things you like, you you know, you get to where you can pretty much like look at a photo and you know, all right, well, this needs a few things or, or you've already saved um, some presets that you can easily like put those on and you're like, Eh, just change a couple things good yeah. to go so i mean definitely like if you're getting started like those first few years if you're, if you're trying to learn photos and editing like those years are tough because you are learning and it's a new skill set and it, it takes time and but i can tell you like i this probably will i don't know how this will sound i like i can take 100 photos and edit them in probably an hour yeah <laughs> you do, know do you like to use the sync setting have you discovered that? No. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't either. Like, I hadn't known about this until um, last year, maybe. Yeah. And I was just playing around on uh, Lightroom, and there's a, like, if you select 10 photos, the first photo is what is going to sync the settings. So it's like you're mass copying and paste, but there's a giant button at the bottom of the screen that says sync. Here I've been just copying and pasting to each photo individually. I know. I know. So everybody go and hit that sync button. <laughs> I think honestly that that's the other thing, um, like tip wise is you know, when you're networking, don't just try to network with companies, try to network with other photographers or other filmmakers because you know, you can only, I think you can only learn so much from YouTube tutorials, which that's where I learned most of my stuff, but I've, you know, just learn something new right now and and just hanging out with other photographers filmmakers like you know they, they they everyone does stuff different and it definitely like as you hang out with them and you talk to them you become friends with them you start picking up on some of the little tricks and stuff that they do and then you can find ways to incorporate that into your own work yeah and when it comes to editing I do have a very distinct editing style like yeah. I've, I've heard people say it's very like high key um it is but i've but i think it's great though love the color love the (laughs) contrast drama 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 but honestly i'm just using like built-in lightroom presets don't tell anybody (laughs) okay no one uh we'll just beep that out i guess well i used to i used to make my own presets um but i've almost simplified my editing process and it still ends up looking like it would mm-hmm. two years ago. But I found this really nice little, you know, like start with a really chill base preset and yeah. then go crazy with your filters and your <laughs> your little, I love to do a radial filter where it's like low clarity, higher texture. That's where it's at. Yeah. Nope. I know that one. Yeah. I don't know if like other yeah. <laughs> photographers are like, shh. Stop saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I try to be, oh, are we coming up? Yeah. You can finish. Oh. <laughs> um, I try to be pretty transparent with my followers on Instagram and community about just helping everybody out and helping yeah. everyone grow and learn because I didn't have that no getting started so i wanted to ask you because you do have a very unique style with your with your photo edits um how long have you been like working with that style because i know like see that's one of the things i think everybody everybody hears is you know be creative find your own style and i don't think people realize like that doesn't come from editing 10 photos so that's what was like that process to get to where you're at with with your style yeah I've taken one photography class I took it my senior year of high school and that was 2015 so I've been 
I learned Lightroom then. Hmm. <laughs> what? I didn't have the mic anywhere near my face. <laughs> um, yeah, so I learned Lightroom in 2015. And, like, I was pretty much editing in a very over overblown style mm-hmm. um, of the one that I have now. I was editing, like, in 2016, 2017 in that same style, so... I don't know. I've just, I feel like I've refined it. I've made it both artistic and commercial because I think you can definitely overdo it. And I used to go crazy. <laughs> Full saturation. Yes. All the way up to a hundred. How much, um, like when you're on Instagram, how much like following wise, how many of them like, would you say are like people that influence you? And, and does that, when you see like photos, uh, from other photographers is that, like a big influence influence on developing like like have you ever like looked through like a series of photos and just been like let me try to edit like this you know I think when I was this the past like five months I've really tried to tone back my editing yeah. style make it a little more natural and organic um and I think that it's an influence of all of these amazing fishing photographers that I follow and I used to get like I used to get kind of crazy about it though because you're like scrolling on Instagram and you're seeing like this amazing work and you're (laughs) like you have to set a limit because you start getting a little bit in your head Mm -hmm. constantly scrolling on Instagram but I think when that bothered me it was more like when I was still developing developing my style so I think now that I have a more secure sense of my artistic taste and the direction I want my photos to go, it doesn't, like, I don't find myself looking at people's photos and being like, oh, I should copy that. Yeah. Or like, oh, I want to try that. Or um, I think it's more of a inspiration-based yeah. situation. Yeah. Um. So the next thing, next thing I, w- I want to ask you about is, um, how do you get all that underwater stuff? <laughs> like, you know, like I've seen people, plenty of guys out there like dabble in it enough to, you know, they'll have the occasional awesome split shot or underwater shot or, or just a redfish moving through the water. But like, I think you've mastered it. <laughs> like like every time I see like one of your photos going like dang I don't like does she just spend hours just <laughs> I do I do spend hours <laughs> just uh most of my shots are taken like at the water level mm-hmm. um because I love using telephoto lenses and I have a like underwater housing I use the Aquatech reflex housing with the dome but it shoots so wide that you're only able to get really specific shots. And I think I've only used it like less than five times. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I'll take it, it doesn't get used, or I take it all the way to like, I traveled to uh, South Carolina and like lugged it up there. Never used it. Do you, do you have a second camera body? Yeah, so I use the... R5, Canon Mm -hmm. R5, which is the, my new camera body. And my 5D Mark IV gets neglected now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I had the 5D since 2015 and shutter life is a real thing because it just didn't (laughs) turn on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But the mirrorless camera changed my life. Oh yeah. The continuous shutter is like it's amazing bizarre no i thought it was i i honestly like thought it was kind of weird that sony came out with it and nikon and canon like kept dragging their heels on unreleasing a mirrorless yeah and i heard so many mixed reviews about the canon mirrorless like yeah. they overheat which they do <laughs> i have run that's into good that. in the summertime yeah have run into that a little bit but i'm normally just taking photos like uh, I don't yeah yeah I'm not really taking videos and the only overheating issues I've had are on video or super slow motion Mm -hmm. you know 
but I shoot with the R5 all the time. I That was the only one I brought today. And use the adapter so I fit all my DSLR lenses on it and it works perfectly. And what's uh what's your go-to lens right now? Is Me, that a trade secret? No. <laughs> you know I used to get so intimidated by like millimeters. Like you know how everyone's like, "Oh, I really love a 35 millimeter lens." <laughs> and I I could never remember any of my lenses. <laughs> Now I do. <laughs> so I love the 70 to 200 mm. f 2.8. Because yeah. I think like if you're already investing that money buying a really amazing lens, you might as well just go for the shallow, oh, for sure. super shallow depth yeah. of field. But that's what I am shooting most of the fish action shots on. Really? And... I like to, they have to be still relatively close for you to get a good shot. You can try like zooming in, which is where the mirrorless cameras like come and help. They have far higher megapixel capabilities. (laughs) Um, But yeah, most of my artistic shots are with the 70 to 200. I love the 35 millimeter because it just feels really. It's the prime like natural yeah glowy and i like it um yeah and then the 16 to 35 didn't think i would like the super wide angle but it makes skiffs look huge (laughs) (laughs) so you don't you don't even rock a 24 to 70 not anymore really i have it but normally i won't even bring it with me that's because like most of the guys i know like if you ask them like if you can only have one lens 24 to 70. Yeah. I used to be like when I was traveling and making content, it, that was the lens that I used for absolutely everything. But I really love the artistic shots. And for that, I either go really wide or I go super zoomed in. No, that makes sense because I mean the, a 24 to 70, like if you're looking at lenses, 24 to 70, it's a fantastic all-purpose lens you're going to be able to get you know good landscape shots out of it you're going to be able to get good tight shots out of it but those limits of 24 is probably like when you're looking at trying to shoot like wide open landscapes like that's probably about the limit for you know as wide as you want to get yeah Yeah, so or as close i mean as tight as you want to get and then like when you're shooting 70 same thing like it kind of limits on like you can zoom but you still got to be pretty close to whatever you're trying to to shoot it's it's a really great like all-purpose lens you can take really amazing landscape photos and videos with a 24 7 oh my gosh (laughs) like come on yeah yeah um what would you say like like if like because i we talked about it a little bit today on the skiff. What would you say, like, if someone hits you up and was like, "Hey, I want to get into photography," like, where should, like, what should I start with? That's a great question. I feel like I I'm constantly getting those messages. Yeah. And I'm I'm like so excited to answer them when people <laughs> message me on Instagram because you know we are camera nerds at heart, like. We just love talking about yeah. cameras. <laughs> yeah, for everyone that, that was hoping for a lot of fly fishing, uh, sorry. Yeah, go... Uh, <laughs> well, there'll be some more, I promise. <laughs> refer to my my video of me casting and <laughs> you will, you'll be like, oh, that's why she didn't talk about fly fishing. <laughs> it's not over yet. We yeah. might talk about it. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say anyone who wants to get into... Like, I would say even fish photography, I get yeah. messaged a lot about that. People ask me, you know, like, where do you get the confidence to bring your camera out on the water? And I like to tell them, like, have a backup plan, have a good, like, a good dry bag. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Half the time I don't travel with a Pelican case. Yeah. Um, but I love keeping a trash bag, like a giant (laughs) trash bag in my backpack. Um, I have like one little dry bag in case 
you know yeah no I'm Armageddon happens um and yeah I say if you don't want to trash the camera just know that you probably won't get the shot (laughs) but there has to be like there's a a risk included with the reward yeah Um, of course and if the risk if that's not worth getting the shot like if you're not willing to trash your camera to get the shot then you know that's okay no i definitely uh I can tell you right now, like some of my really low level, I've gotten a really good habit of like, if I'm going to shoot low to the water, I'll actually hold the camera where my hands underneath it. And that way I, I know, like, all right, this is, this is as close as you need to get because yeah. your fingers are getting wet. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I haven't technically trashed a camera yet. I got caught in a rainstorm yeah. once in Thailand, but I just put a bunch of rice in the battery compartment and it was fine That's like all it took. five days later yeah um but i haven't run into many problems i just kind of take on the risk when i'm out there yeah i think a week or two after getting the new mirrorless camera um i had bought bought a 600 millimeter f11 mm-hmm. lens to go with it and it was a pretty good deal for what it is yeah it's not the best lens ever (laughs) but if you're wanting to get like really amazing tail shots in perfect conditions like it does the job yeah but i was walking around on the flats for three hours just like getting as close (laughs) to the water as possible to get on that same like level of field as the, the fish were and i don't know for me that was worth it Oh yeah, no. I've I think uh, if anybody's been following me, you probably have seen the video of my my buddy Alex Blackwell sitting cross-legged, so he can prop his elbows on his knees, and he's up to he's sitting cross-legged on the bottom. He's got water up to his chest. He's got both of his arms on his knees to steady a 400 millimeter lens. And the video that he got from that is so amazing. And I mean, that's like that's what it takes a lot of times. Is just you know. Mm-hmm. If you want that angle, you got Yeah, absolutely. Gotta... Yeah. And I think another thing that helps is you kind of, I think if you want to get into the fishing photography, yeah. from early on, you kind of have to decide whether you want to fish or whether you want to take oh, the picture, yeah. which is heartbreaking. Like I work with like professional fly fishers mm-hmm. and guides all the time. Yep. <laughs> don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to fly fishing. I've tried my best in the backyard. Yeah. You know, but we're going to get there. Yes. We'll do a uh, follow up video in three years and see where I'm at. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully it'll be, I hope I got that. um, I think you, you you need a year, not even a year. Okay. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to reconvene in a year. (laughs) All right. I'm going to get to work. I promise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's hard to balance fishing with photography. And even if like you're really in love with fishing and you're not willing to completely miss out on it, like take an hour, be with your camera, <laughs> hold the camera, track the lines through the water, like focus on the photography because it takes hours and hours and hours to get maybe... one shot (laughs) yeah no i definitely like some of my really good friends out fish like there's like we've had opportunities where it's like you know we'll hook a fish and then there's another one sitting there grab the other rod gather i'm holding the camera i'm like no i can't i gotta get i'm getting this on film yeah like what are you doing Or, or like the other thing that i that i'll that I've gotten most of my really good friends to slow down, but some of them, like, you'll be like, all right, like, you'll swing around with the camera to, like, get some footage or some photos of the fish, and you'll be like, dude, where's the fish? He's like, oh, I let it go. <laughs> like, this is why we don't have photos at right. the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who uh, goes fishing with me knows that you kind of, you have to play with the fish a yeah. little bit. You have to, you have to get it to, uh, my buddy Jack is always yelling, breach, breach, <laughs> to try to get those shots of yeah. the redfish, like, launching up out of the water. 
Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good to... Yeah, definitely. There's a balance there. And I mean, and the other thing too, is like, you just got to realize like, you know, if it's going to take time and you're going to miss opportunities. Um, one of the things though, that like I've started doing is like, like when I'm doing like bigger shoots or something, you know, where we got to like focus for a minute and we'll focus really hard, make sure we get what, what we wanted to get before we let the fish go. And then a lot of times we'll sit there and like, for like 10, 15 minutes, eat a sandwich, drink a beer. And like, I think that's something that before I started doing it, I didn't realize how much I really just appreciated being on the water and just taking that time to like slow down, you know, take a break. Like I, I really appreciate like from the, that the photography and the videography has like forced me to like slow everything down to where it's not like so rapid, like, Oh, we got to catch another, we got to catch another, we got to catch another. It's like, you know, it's like today, like we caught, we, we put one fish in the boat and it's not like, I mean, that's still a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, well, we didn't go out there and there's a boat driving by. It's not like we didn't go out there and crush it on 10 fish, but you know, we went out there, we caught a fish, we enjoyed the day. Uh, we saw, we saw some beautiful water today for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, you know, when, if you're getting, if you want to get into taking like better fish, fishing photos, like you know, don't be afraid to, to take the time and, you know, you might start realizing, wow, you know, I just really appreciate being out here and, you know, those, those photos you're going to get one, when you start looking back at them, you're, you know, a lot of times I don't really sit there. Like when I'm looking through my photos, I don't sit there and I think about, I don't think about so much of like, oh, this fish did that. And that was awesome. And that was cool. A lot of times it's like, man, I really enjoyed that 10 minute break where I got to you know, bullshit with my friends and drink a beer and we, the water was slick, calm and it was hot and it was just a beautiful day on the water. And we just, you know, got to have that moment. Yeah. I think it's made me realize like how beautiful the fly fishing culture is. Yeah. And I try to, you know, I try to be a part of it as much as possible (laughs) and I found it through photography. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've tried, I've, tried fly fishing I've been exposed to fly fishing but the thrill of getting the shot yeah has almost always outweighed yeah like <laughs> the joy of landing the fish like I get so pumped when someone gets a redfish and we can like play with it as it's coming into the boat and they release it and we just can like admire the beauty of yep. these creatures like there's nothing better. No, it's definitely pretty awesome. All right, so I do want to circle back a little bit to like starting out camera gear. Like, what camera should you get? Um, personally, like when I when people ask me this, like when I, and we and, I, and I, we get into a conversation about it, I'll, I'll tell you right now, like the phones out today are amazing. Yeah. Um, they don't really give you a lot of diversity. I mean, there are pro options, but they're such a pain in the butt to try to figure out how to do it on a phone so like what I would say is like just you know start taking the time like we were just talking about with your phone and if you're going through your phone photos like man I you know like I really want to try to get this shot or that shot um I tell people to look at kit kit cameras 100% Canon Rebel Canon Rebel (laughs) (laughs) I used a I used a I used a Canon Rebel T3i God, how long did I have that thing? I think I had that thing for like seven or eight years. Like when I went to go, like when I was talking to somebody about, oh, I got a Canon Rebel T3i. They're like, where, where did you get that? I was like, I've had it for a while. And they're like, you know what number they're on now? I'm like, no, no. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Um, I have one sitting in my office and still boxed up if anybody wants to make an offer. <laughs> no, those, I mean, those, they're not, I'm not going to tell you like, you're going to go out and you're going to pull off a, you know, big brand photo shoot though. I think you could, I honestly think you could go do a big brand photo shoot with the kit lens mm-hmm. and nobody would be able to tell. And you can buy like 50 millimeter portrait lenses for yeah. dirt cheap. So yeah. And like, that's what I started on and you can get a really blurry background. They look amazing. It looks so artistic. 
Um, I don't think that it's, I mean, it's easy for us to say, like, it's not about the gear when we have <laughs> so much gear. Um, I should film an episode of the Rough Log with that Canon. I don't know if I have the battery still. That would be interesting. <laughs> Definitely couldn't do it, and, like, that camera cannot handle low light at all. No, no, it might catch on fire um, after recording for 20 yeah. minutes, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but I am team Canon. Yeah, I, I know. know. I know it's a sore <laughs> spot for a lot of people. And when people DM me about choosing Canon over Sony, I just say, you know, I'm too cheap <laughs> to sell all my lenses <laughs> and switch over. That would that would be the thing, though. Like, what I would say is start with a kit lens and then when to... It, I mean, probably like unless you're taking photos every day, which I highly recommend because I, I think it's an exercise of practice. But like start with a kit lens or a kit camera with the kit lenses. And then when you want to start looking at getting better and better photos, the first thing you need to do is learn how to shoot manual. Mm-hmm. And um, or even I mean, I even if you start shooting like aperture priority. You know, that's a good way to start getting that least limits like where you can focus on on your aperture. But once you like really get into shooting manual a lot, and you're like, all right, what's the next step? That's when I would say like, I don't, I can't speak to Canon. I can only speak to Sony. But like, a Sony kit lens can take the same, or Sony kit camera can take the same exact lenses that their their A7 series can take. So. If you're using like a Sony kit camera, I would say the next thing once you've got manual down is start investing in better glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to me- allow you the ability to start messing with lower lower f-stops. Yeah. Um, you'll still be limited a little bit with what the camera can do on an ISO level. But like right now, like I, I almost looked at picking up like a Sony kit camera as a second body just because I was like, dude, this can do like. 80% of what I need a camera yeah. to do. Yeah, if you're needing a camera for fishing and you're just going to be yeah, like in full light, like yeah. full sun, it's the brightest it will be all day. Like You don't even need to worry yeah, about that. So. The, kit, the kit camera is just fine. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, like like, like I was saying, like learn manual, um, start investing investing in better glass and then um once you start working through like where you're starting to you know work in some of those tougher conditions because you want those shots that's when it's time to start looking at spending some money on a on a camera body yeah yeah it always feels a little bit better investing in things like that when you know that you'll get a return on that investment yeah either by selling art or booking photo shoots um but yeah at the beginning keep it simple yeah definitely keep it simple there's a lot of there's a lot of you know photography tricks and tips and stuff that you need to learn before you need to go all right i gotta go out and buy a ten thousand dollar camera setup (laughs) because because a lot of it too like i I think you know a lot of it you start looking at those higher end models and if you you're not really 100 percent sure what you're gonna do like it can be a little overwhelming or a lot overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have been using DSLRs since I started. And if I put the camera on automatic mode, even it takes a horrible picture. Like I have to take, <laughs> I can't take pictures on anything other than manual. It just ends up messing it up. And even when you're taking pictures on manual, nine out of 10 photos are out of focus when I'm taking pictures of fish. Like, it's a mess. Those things don't sit still very well, though. No. No. In your defense. Yeah, and I totally, I kind of beg them to move around and be <laughs> crazy, so it's not their fault. Um, what would you say for, like, someone that, you know, maybe they've been they've been taking photos for a little while and they want to start getting a little better at editing. Like what, what would you say are some good resources, something they should look into? When I was learning editing, I used the site called lynda.com, but I think LinkedIn acquired it, but it was, you know, a ton of videos on 
how to rate photos and you know go through like choosing the images you want to edit making those basic first pass edits and going from there so i mean i haven't really done much on youtube but you can that's all i did 100 percent. that was me it was youtube um youtube and then nope i can't remember there's a there was a site that i use that like uh had like basically like free master classes i can't think of the name right now if i if i if i figure it out i'll uh i'll put it down in the in the show notes down below for you guys to check out but they basically like would sit down and like have a professional photographer be like you know if you're gonna go shoot street photography this is like how you should do it and so like which again i think you know from a like we were saying well-rounded so i mean that's why i was learning how to do street photography because like where, where i was working we were we were tied to the dock so i'd gotten down and just try to shoot a bunch of street photography yeah absolutely um i was thinking one one thing that i've started doing almost i think just to bring some joy back into the editing process so yeah. it doesn't feel like work so much is i will revisit shoots from five six months ago if not a year ago mm-hmm. and see how i edit the picture differently now than i did when i and first, like do a compare and contra- that's yeah. pretty cool yeah so when i the first time i started taking pictures of fish yeah was december 2020 i want to say and I had a little bit of experience um, up, up in Montana taking pictures of cutthroat trout flopping around. And <laughs> they were so small and I could, I was surprised I could even get focus yeah. on them. But that was like the first time I realized, oh, like this is really fun. And I yeah. almost like this far more than <laughs> trying to land these little trout. So I... Took it to the Laguna Madre. I tried the same technique. I'd follow the line through the water and wait, you know, wait for the fish to come. When the fish got the fly, I would try to track the wake as best as I could. Yeah. And then as soon as the fish came on top of the water, just hopefully snapping does something cool. <laughs> so many pictures, <laughs> refocusing. Every second, it feels like I have to refocus because they move so fast. You use a manual focus? Oh, no way. Okay. (laughs) No way. No way. And I think that's the funny thing about professional photographers. You would think, oh, this shot is so advanced. Like, (laughs) it's got to be manual. No. 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 Invest in a really good autofocusing system. (laughs) And good lenses. Yes. Yeah, really, and really fast lenses as well. Yeah, yep. um, and those for those of you that listen that are listening when when Max says really fast lenses, f that's the low that when you're looking at a lens, it's, that's one that has like a lower f stop. So then the f you'll see it on the if you're looking at a packaging, you'll normally see like the maker and then the the then it'll say like the the millimeter. So whether it's a prime or or it's a it's called zoom lens mm-hmm. um you'll see that and then underneath it is typically something it'll be like a f with a little slash and then a number and the lower that number is the faster that lens is mm-hmm. which is weird because the lower that number is the w- more open your mm-hmm. aperture actually yeah. <laughs> which that was one of those like oh, wait. It's one of those like you know like yeah. you're learning trying to learn long division like it carry seems the one inverse, it doesn't make yeah. sense yeah I like to call it the kiddie pool yeah yeah <laughs> it's shallow depth of field like a kiddie pool <laughs> no okay <laughs> yeah but I might try to no I don't know that one's gonna stick <laughs> yeah well okay we have the we have a low f stop two point eight yeah it gives you shallow depth of field kiddie pool okay what's the op- what's on the other end of the pool it is the deep end and that's where we have our like <laughs> f 22 because <laughs> that's deep depth of field everyone just paused all the right podcast, that's right the here. end of the- <laughs> <laughs> 
And this girl obviously doesn't know what she's talking about. No, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. Just never would have, yeah, never would have, uh, yeah. never would have thought of that analogy. Let me get my whiteboard. I'll draw it out for you. Just use the side of the van. Yeah. Just perfect. put some art on the side of the van. Yeah. See, one more step towards Max Van. Max Van. That sounds nice. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we got way in the weeds on that one. <laughs> I want to talk a little about a little bit about being a, a woman in the outdoor industry. Um, and so one of the things with my day job is um, I work with a lot of scientists, which has been a predominantly male um, dominated field for forever and a day. Um, I think at one point, this is probably like hundreds of years ago, like women weren't even allowed to think about science, you know, and my wife is a, my wife is a professor. She's a doctor. She's a scientist and working alongside her and a lot of the people, a lot of the women that she works with, I can tell you that like, um, obviously firsthand experience I don't have, but I can tell you like listening to the stories they tell about trying to deal with that being a woman in a typically male dominated space. Um, it's, I don't want to say I, what I want to say is that I am really excited for the scientific community because the women that I get to work with are some of the most intelligent people that I've been able to work with. And, um, they, they honestly, at least this is, like I said, I can really only speak a lot towards the scientific community, but, um, their propensity for wanting to work together to meet an end goal and just set everything aside and focus on solving issues brings me like so much hope. And like, just because like I've watched so many like male scientists where you're like, Hey, you can't do that. And they're like, no, we can do that. And like, no you're and like it's like stuff that well they want to do stuff that's like at the time like literally impossible and like you go to like a, a female scientist and you're like all right we can't do that with the ship and they're like all right well what can we do let's get through this problem so we can solve it so we can keep going so we can get the results we need um and so i know like there's definitely got to be some challenges and i don't know like what what has been your experience in in that regard yeah i feel very fortunate to be entering the fishing industry when I like as I am right now yeah I don't think there's ever been a better time to be a female in any industry yeah and the goal is that that just keeps on getting better and better as we you know as the years go along yeah I I grew up with a twin brother. Yeah. So I've always been really comfortable hanging out with guys. And honestly, when I started working in the fishing industry, I was met with far more support than pushback. Good. And we have a, we have a long way to go, but I would not be doing the work that I'm doing right now if I didn't have the support of like fellow ladies in the industry. Mm -hmm. But like there's so many guys that I've befriended and who've become mentors and like I really would not be like in my <laughs> career right now without the help of everyone. Yeah. It's. You run into some situations um, where being more feminine in the industry um, can feel like maybe you don't belong as much, but that's mostly me getting in my own head <laughs> about, you know, going out on boats wearing lipstick and earrings <laughs> and just, you know, pink everything and... I think women in the fishing industry are so important because everything needs to be well-rounded, right? Yeah. And 
it's been so fun to connect with ladies on Instagram and have them say, oh my gosh, I just love the work you're doing with fish. Like, who would have thought? It's, like, so amazing. And even my friends who knew me in college, I used to be very, like, listen to indie alternative music, like, love traveling the world. I was, like, a very different person, and now I'm constantly on boats taking pictures of fish with a bunch of guys. Um, but, I, you know, I think it takes all kinds in the industry, and I think being able to show women, like, hey... I'm friends with all these guys and they're supporting me and you can wear obnoxious <laughs> leggings. <laughs> you can wear like bright colors. You can be feminine and you can also work in the fishing industry. Yeah. You don't even necessarily have to cast well to work in the fishing industry. Hey, you caught a fish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't forget that. I, I need to not forget that. Um, yeah, I think my goal, one thing that pushes me forward in my career is knowing that the moves that I make mm -hmm. and the strives that I make, they'll only positively impact the ladies that are coming after me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm a year into the career. Yeah. It's... 2022 things are really amazing for women they could definitely improve yeah there is work to be done but i feel really fortunate and i think if we can continue to build community and work with men in the industry like together i think that's where you're gonna see big change yeah no i definitely i don't know um you can... I always felt like when I first stepped foot into the fly fishing community, and I you can tell me if this was the same for you or not, but it would it when I first really stepped foot and really dived deep and started trying to meet people and go fishing with people, like I never met a group of people that are just like you know, like they'll see like you have a fly rod in the back of your truck and they'll be like Oh, you got a fly rod? You want to go fishing tomorrow? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, and it's just something that, that I, I think it correlates a little bit because the fly fishing community, like all of us, we love what we're doing and we want to share it with everybody and we don't care, you know, who you are. If you want, you know, if you want to try it and you want to come out, we're going to throw you on the boat. Oh, absolutely. Because we just want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I've had, uh, a, Jesse of backwater fly fishing. Yeah. He's out of Florida and his buddy court, they reached out to me when I was just getting into fly fishing photography. They didn't even know if I fished. They, they knew <laughs> nothing about me. And they were like, Hey, we're coming through Texas. You want to fish together? And we, it, we made it happen. And it was like the time of my life. Did that look? I was looking. Like, I saw all those photos that that you guys have all posted from that. I was like, man, that looked like a fun trip. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. No, I'll tell you right now. Um, two of my, I'm not really good at measuring fish, but two of my best redfish on the tech that I've caught here in Texas. Um, my wife pulled me onto both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Girl power. <laughs> yeah. No, she, um, I can tell you right now, like I, I like we talked a little bit, I, I want to get her on the boat more and more and more and more, but, um, she has no issues pulling that boat. Um, I need to, she, I need to spend more time with her with a fly rod. Um, that's all probably more my own fault than anything, but, um, yeah, definitely like, I don't know, two of my best fish. I think that was pretty awesome. Like, um, and yeah, I mean, I know for me, like, I don't care at all. Like if you hit me up and I can pull it off, like I'm going to try to go fishing with you. Cause every time I fish with anybody, I learn from them 
Um, it doesn't matter who they are. I think everyone brings a different perspective. Everybody, I mean, it's the same thing like with, with photography, you know, when we were talking about try to grow a group of good photography friends, everyone brings a new perspective. Everybody brings new ideas. And I really do enjoy that though, about the fly fishing community that everybody's like, you want to go fishing? Yeah. Uh, I'm free on Thursday. All right. I'll take off work. We'll go. <laughs> and the amount of, of like crazy, like, oh, you want me to get on a plane and come fishing with you? Sure. <laughs> Have we talked in person? No. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I was joking with one of my, one of my good friends, Carter. We were joking about like, you know, growing up, our parents were like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. I'm like, man, if I didn't talk to strangers on the internet, like that, there goes 90% of the people I fish with. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, even like Zach who has been on this show a bunch, met him on, met him through Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some say that the closest friendships you can make are on the gram. <laughs> At oh, least fishing related. Yeah. I found yeah. lots of luck in the the fishing realm. Yeah. Um, what like is is there anything that like that you'd want to like say to women or anyone that's like kind of you're shivering too? I know. <laughs> <It's> so cold. <laughs> is there anything that you'd want to say like to women or, or really anyone like that wants to pursue a career in just honestly? outdoor photography or photography or even fly fishing or just fishing anything in the outdoors Mm -hmm. put in the hours (laughs) (laughs) i i think that it takes what is isn't there a thing that says it takes like ten thousand hours to become a pro at something big believer in the ten thousand hour rule yeah and i i believe that to a t because i've dedicated most of my adult life to photography and that was the thing that that I loved doing growing up now if I could just get the 10,000 hours in (laughs) on the fishing I would be like set you know but if you love it it doesn't feel like work and it doesn't feel like wasted time at all so get your hours in constantly be pursuing I wouldn't say perfection because that's not possible, <laughs> but be pursuing growth yeah. and like get like, I like to say, and I've heard this before, what's your favorite photograph? The one I'm taking tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I, you know what? Honestly, like, um, I did a podcast with Blackwell and that's one of the things that he kind of spoke to was like being your best critic worst critic I, guess, mm-hmm. I don't know which one works better there but also like be willing to take criticism if you're going to get into any kind of art form I think I mean which I kind of in a romantic way think of fly fishing as an art form <laughs> but no, be willing to absolutely. take be willing to take criticism like I you know I asked you earlier on the boat like you said you'd been listening to one of the podcasts and I was like you know what was wrong with it because tons because, <laughs> sit down i have my list because you know you you ask somebody like oh i took this photo what do you think and they're like yeah it looks great and you're like that that's <laughs> thanks thanks it doesn't help i mean i appreciate the support <laughs> little thumbs up <laughs> i know i don't uh, yeah and it's like you don't you don't want to hear the heartbreaking thing but so, you know that's necessary for growth yeah no i always appreciate it when when i kind of get anybody that's like fix your audio i'm like guys i'm working on it all right <laughs> and microphones don't grow on trees and neither does money <laughs> mm, it's true both of those things are facts. yeah yeah all right um Guys, we are both very cold. (laughs) (laughs) Outdoor podcast in winter Uh in Texas, you know, like you would think that that might work. Yeah. I mean, it seems really practical. It's cold. Uh, (laughs) They can't actually hear anything we're saying because our teeth are chattering. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, if you guys, you guys should definitely check out Max Instagram, and I'll leave a link down below. And your website is MacEliteMedia.com. And I'm going to leave a link down below for that. Um, and if you've got a brand or or you do you do daily you like you'll go do daily shoots mm-hmm. with people so yeah. like if you want to hire mac to come shoot a day of fishing with you um hit her up talk to her don't be afraid to put her on the bow she can <laughs> handle it <laughs> um and if you guys haven't already please hit like hit subscribe if you're listening on apple or google or Podbean or any of the oh, it's, yeah. it's a real thing mm. um, or any of the other podcasting hosting sites please leave a review definitely helps us out Mac thank you so much for meeting me down here spending some time on the water and sitting down afterwards coldly talking <laughs> <laughs> about camera gear I hope you guys learned some stuff I hope that that it helps you guys in the future um, thank you so much yeah thanks for having me